I'm Jane Hilsden, marketing consultant and founder of the How To Do Marketing Academy, as well as small business marketing agency, Dragonfly Marketing. Welcome to this episode of the How To Do Marketing Show, a no-nonsense podcast about marketing for small business. It's my mission to put marketing on the agenda for every regionally-based small business in Australia. Why? Because I know that when marketing is done properly, it can help your business grow. The How To Do Marketing Show is a podcast just for you and your small business. Bursting with marketing insight and information, this show will be a fabulous resource to help you know all there is to know about the topic of marketing for small business. Hello and welcome to another episode of the How To Do Marketing Show. We are still in Season 3 and in the spirit of Season 3, which was all about showing you guys a bit bit behind the scenes, letting you guys behind the scenes and just showing you um, some of the things that we do as an agency with um, our business and our marketing and our mindset and um, also giving you a little bit of a glimpse into how we manage our clients' marketing um, and anything else that we thought might be helpful for you guys to, to see or grab some insight um, or learnings from that happen in our business um, behind the scenes. So in the spirit of that, I'm going to share a marketing plan for the year. Now, this marketing plan is a 12-month top-level plan, um, and it's uh, what I kind of call our um Uh, base plan. So this is the the marketing that we're going to be doing at an absolute minimum. Um, I always find that my marketing plans are always designed to be a bit of a moving document. Um, Certainly nothing is ever set in stone, but if we have a really good idea of, of the foundations of how we're actually going to turn up strategically, consistently, um, and with clarity in terms of communicating what it is that we want to do. Oh, sorry about that. My goodness. Um, Everyone always wants to speak to you when you're in the middle of of recording a podcast. Um, Yeah, so in the spirit of that, um, we put together a a baseline plan, a top-level plan, um, so that we know what we're going to be doing at, uh, at a minimum. Then... This allows us to know that, well, you know, if if push comes to shove and we don't get to do any other marketing, no kind of camp, fancy campaigns or nothing that's um, a specific, uh, you know, campaign that's related to a, a, a specific outcome, um, then at least we've got this amount of marketing happening so that we know that we're getting in front of new people, that we're engaging with our audience, that we're driving sales consistently, and that we are looking for opportunities to drive repeat sales um, and also encourage word of mouth and inspire our brand ambassadors. So, Um, In terms of resources, just to give you an an idea of kind of what we're playing with when we're putting this marketing plan together, um, 
I do a lot of the marketing for for my business, but I've also got Soph helping me this year as well. So um, we've got the two businesses still going at the moment. So we've got Dragonfly Marketing, which is the agency side of the business. Um, That's the do it for you side of the business where we're just working with our existing clients on, on their marketing retainers. And then last year, we started the How to Do Marketing Academy, which is marketing education. So this is a this is a new business. So Soph's actually working in the Dragonfly marketing business, um, working on a lot of our clients' marketing. And so she's account managing a lot of that. Um, but then she's also helping me with the How to Do Marketing Academy as well, because we are a new business um, and in, in my books, that means that we've got some pretty aggressive growth goals. You know, when you're starting from scratch and you've got to create um, an annual revenue to ultimately pay to salaries and or, you know, cover the rest of the expenses, but plus, you know, drive a um, profit for your business because that is the reward that you get for being a business owner. <laughs> if you just want to own a salary, earn a salary, you can go out and work for somebody else. But if you're going to take the risk and, um, you know, work work as hard as you do as a business owner, there's there's got to be a bit more than a, than a market-based salary in my books anyway. So, yeah, so we've got a lot to do. We've got a lot of revenue to make over the next 12 months. And I consider myself really fortunate that we, we do have two marketers that will be working on our marketers. Uh, on our marketing. And I know that not every business has that. Um, so that's okay. Don't let that put you off. If you're going to be taking any inspiration from this episode as, as and getting some ideas, um, don't worry about the fact that you're not a marketer or you don't have a, a trained marketer as, as uh, someone who can help you. All you just need in your business is someone who's going to be accountable for making this happen. So, you know, if you want to get the the strategy in place, like I've put in place for for my business, um, you can certainly jump on and and um, do our my bloody great marketing plan program because that will help you put something like this together. Um, or you can obviously also work with us in the the, the mastermind, uh, but you still need someone to actually do the marketing. Um, so having the plan in place obviously is not enough to kind of get it get it going. Someone also needs to be accountable to put that into into place, and for us um, and our, and for a lot of our clients um, to do that, we have you know systems and processes, we have templates, we have um, habits that that we put in place for for our various clients and for our business to make sure that the plan that we've put in place gets executed um, and that we're measuring that along the way to make sure that it's optimised and it's working. Okay, so let's go and we'll go through. This is really as simple as as it have, has to be um, and we're big fans of, of keeping things simple. So Whenever we start the process of planning our marketing, the very, very first thing that we look at is business objectives because we want to make sure that your marketing is not sitting over on the sideline, having its own little party and doing its own thing. 
um, we want to make sure that your marketing is 100% aligned to help you achieve your business goals. Now, this is a 12-month overarching plan, so we're just going to look at the business objective for the next 12 months. Now, in my case, as I said, I've got a new business, the How to Do Marketing Academy. So I have got some pretty enthusiastic but achievable revenue goals in place. So um, when we set goals, uh, we do look at our SMART goals. Um, So we like to set specific amounts um, for a certain time. They need to be achievable and realistic. Um, So I'm not going to share what that revenue goal is with you um, here, but you can can understand, as I just said, that I've I've got to eventually get this revenue and and hopefully that will be this year to a point where it's paying two market rate salaries, um, covering the costs of running a business and and, uh, has a profit involved as well. So that's it. That's what we're focused on. And from a business point of view, we are really, really focused on driving those revenue goals. And that's our business objective. Now, the next thing we do is we look at our customer. So I believe that when you're putting a strategy together, that it's about 50% of, of the considerations are all about you as a business and as a business owner. Um, And the other 50% is your customer. And that's a pretty big percentage, obviously, to to assign to a customer-centric approach. Um, But it's something that works for us um, and has worked for our clients because it really, really helps you to be um, customer-focused. And when you're making decisions in your marketing you're it's you're more inclined to kind of put yourself in the customer's shoes when you have a really really solid understanding of who they are um, and what problems that you solve for them so um, the customer avatar for our business we've we've got two Um, we've got a micro business owner and we've got a small business owner both of them um, have established businesses so we are not for startups um, we uh, we work best when we're actually working with business owners who have an established business um, and that they know that their product and their service is viable. They've got some existing customers um, and they've got enough knowledge and confidence in their business that, that, you know, it's actually ticking along really well. It's just that they now want to take it to the next level. And we're actually positioning ourselves to regionally based businesses this year because we are based regionally um, and there's lots of nuances around marketing your business in a regional area that um, because we've worked with regionally based businesses for so long, we're able to kind of share that with other regionally based businesses. So um, let me read out my description of, I'm just calling her Hillary. Um, my micro business. This is my micro business avatar. Um, so typically they are female, but we have definitely worked with a few good men as as well. Um, but they are between the ages. Hillary is between the age of thirty and fifty. It's her first business. She's motivated and ambitious, and she loves being her own boss. And like most of us who make the decision to run a business, she's had no idea just how much that she didn't know before starting the business 
and, you know, now suffers from the occasional wave of overwhelm. So as I said before, she's, she's at least a couple of years into running her business. She has complete confidence in her product and service. She has a healthy stream of referrals coming in. But because she's ambitious, she knows that these referrals are not going to be enough to contribute to the kind of growth that she's after. And it's not necessarily world domination that she seeks, but it is a sustainable and successful business that doesn't require her to be slaving away for 70 hours a week. So she wants to grow a business so that that she can actually experience the flexibility and the enjoyment of running a business because she can afford to employ some staff. She can pay herself a decent wage and be profitable. As I said, profit is the reward that we get for running a business. Now, you talk to your accountant about how you structure that profit, not my area of expertise, but my point is you want to be making more than your you know, annual salary, uh, your market rate salary, because you can go and work for somebody else to earn that and um, not have all the stress of running a business. Um, Okay, so Hillary's needs when it comes to marketing, that is, is she needs a foolproof, simple and straightforward solution to making sales. Her challenges are that she has a lack of time and running a business is really overwhelming. There's so many moving parts and no small business owner, including Hillary, wants to be laden with a hard, you know, a list of really, really hard, complex, time-consuming things to do. So at the moment, the way that she's kind of bumbling through her marketing is that She's being really diligent and she's reading books about marketing. She's possibly subscribing to emails, you know, reading blogs. She probably follows some marketers on social media. She could have even done some short courses or, you know, some, some in, um, you know, uh, yeah, like online courses around how to use Instagram or, or how to use social media advertising. But she's not, she's finding that she's not quite getting the answers here. So it's good. It's leading to little snippets and nuggets, but it's still not giving her the confidence that she's got this kind of marketing thing under control. Um, In fact, if anything, it's kind of just highlighting to her all the stuff that she didn't know that she didn't know. So the brand positioning, are, oh, sorry, her media channels that, that she that she's, um, follows is she's a big Instagram user. Um, also 20 to 30% of that group, I'd say, would listen to podcasts and they do listen to, to subscribe to emails. And so I haven't just made that up. I have actually done some market research around that to make sure that that is actually the case. So it's safe to say that Hillary does listen to a podcast or two. She's on Instagram and she does subscribe to to helpful marketing emails. Okay, so our brand positioning. To Hillary, the How to Do Marketing Academy Um, helps her to build the sustainable and successful business that she can enjoy running. Because she's mastered the art of marketing, she now has a sustainable stream of revenue that allows her to employ staff, pay herself a good wage and make a healthy profit.
Okay, so then we look at our four Ps. Well, actually, we just look at the first three because the fourth P, of course, is promotion, and that's the marketing tactics. That's our marketing activity. But first of all, let's look at our products. So within the How to Do Marketing um, Academy, we've got three and possibly a fourth to be introduced later this year. Um, the first product is a premium product, which is the How to Do Marketing Academy Mastermind. That's a 12-month program where businesses get to work with me one-on-one and I'm their mentor, marketing mentor. The second product is, and that this one's um, kind of more mid-level uh, uh, product, um, well, it's, it's a a lot cheaper than mid-level, but it's it's the bloody great marketing plan. So this is a six-week program that shows businesses how to put a really simple plan like this together. Then we've got little um, dip-your-toe-in products, lots of little lunch and learn courses. So they might be on marketing planning, marketing measurement. They might be on a specific marketing tactic such as, you know, um, content marketing Um, planning or, you know, how to get the best out of non-social media advertising channels, et cetera, et cetera. And then a fourth product that we're looking at introducing this year will be an accountability club. Now, the pricing is correspondent to that. So, corresponds to that. So, So you've got a premium price point, which is the Academy Mastermind. You've got an entry level price point, which is the, the the bloody great marketing plan. It's not as big of a commitment. And then you've got your trial price points, which will be the lunch and learn. Now, those that product and that price is crucial. Like before I even think about how I'm going to promote my products and services, I've got to make sure that I've got a product that is um, considerate of of I guess, everybody within my, my target audience. So if Hillary has never heard of um, the How to Do Marketing or Jane Hilsden, or perhaps this is, this is the first time she's actually started to think about, you know, investing in marketing, she's very, very unlikely to be ready to launch straight into a premium product at a premium price. Hillary's far more likely to want to just dip her toe in the water, test it, test this whole kind of marketing malarkey thing out. And so she's probably going to start by purchasing the, the lunch and learns, the small courses, the small, you know, $97 for a couple of hours or 40, $49 for an hour, because she can kind of trial it at quite safely and confidently at that point without having overcommitted. Um Maybe if Hillary's a little bit more determined to kind of really make a go of things um, with marketing, but she's she's still not up for a full blown commitment, she might dip her toes in with the the bloody great marketing product. Um, and then, of course, if if Hillary has been following me for years and and has been waiting for the opportunity to kind of, you know, in really invest in her marketing and feels like this year is is her year. And she's got all confidence, you know, working with me. Well, then she can she can um, commit to that higher, more premium product. If I didn't have that range of products, I, I kind of probably cut out a good portion of my 
my um, potential customers. So I, I um, published an episode. Uh, it was a snack time episode. I think it was in season two. And it was about how only 3% of your target audience are ever ready to buy when they see your marketing. So this was a this was um, based off a bit of sales research um, done by, and I can't remember his last name, but his first name's Chet. Um, and it basically showed that, you know, out of the 100% of your target audience, only 3% are ever ready to purchase when they when they come across your piece of advertising in their in in your in their social media feed or when they hear you're out on the radio or whatever um 30% of your target audience are possibly relevant for your product or service they're just not ready to buy right now Another 30% of your target audience just doesn't have the enough information to be able to be confident to buy right now. And then another 30% of that audience are just never going to buy from you. They're just, you're just not for them. <laughs> so, and that's fine. That's cool. So you've just got to make sure that you're kind of catering for all of your customers, no matter where they're up to in terms of their readiness to, to purchase from you with your with your products and your prices. And then obviously you've got to price those. Um, A, two things to consider with pricing. A is profitability. Make sure you don't price your products so that you end up losing money. Very easy to do in a service industry. Um, Well, I guess it's easy to do really if if you're not across your numbers in any industry. Um, And then you've also got to make sure that your pricing reflects your positioning and your brand. So if I was to go out with my premium product and, you know, it only cost a hundred bucks or 150 bucks and someone gets, you know, 12 months access to me for, um, for 150 bucks a year, what does that say? Like for me, for I'd go, what, like, what's wrong with you? If you're, if you're only charging 150 bucks for a year of working with you, you serious, you must be a complete dud. So there's got to be some sort of value proposition wrapped up in that that pricing as as well. So two very important considerations. Um, Then the third P, place. So for for my products, most of them will be consumed online. Now, this is great because I work with businesses from all over Australia. Um, However, I do really, really love face-to-face events. So I will be having some in-person conferences Um, One will be happening later this year. Um, And there'll also be some in-person planning days for our mastermind members. So so I've got to really consider that the the place is considered um, convenient for myself, but also for my customers. So a really basic example of this, if if my business owner was typically, you know, over the age of, of 55, perhaps, a, it, you know, it's it's a, a, a someone who started a business later in life and they're not particularly tech savvy, then delivering my course online might be a real challenge for them. You know, they might be more attuned to actually coming and learning from me face to face because that's what they're used to. So think about your target audience and how they would prefer to access your product. You know, it's the same with um, 
offering, I guess, retail retail products online versus in the store, you know, there are some products where, where people will feel much more comfortable actually touching and having a tactile experience with a product or like a perfume, for example, that's very hard to purchase a perfume online unless you've bought it or, you know, smelled it before because you just you have no idea how that that's going to smell so isn't that you know there might not be a lot of point of of having an online perfumery particularly if you're new if no one can actually experience your product no one's probably going to buy it so think about what's convenient you know for you yeah sure it's much cheaper to to um start an online business because you don't have the bricks and mortar expenses but is that convenient for the customer? Um, so online is is equalising and it's easy for people to access no matter where they are. Um, but when it comes to consuming your product, you know, how does, how does that work? Now, for me, for my target audience, thankfully they are tech savvy and consuming online programs is not a problem. And I would also say for that audience, particularly um, the female counterparts and maybe the, the men as well, but they, they do actually really enjoy that chance for connection and face-to-face connection. Um, I think we all do at the moment because we've all been a bit deprived of late. Allow me to briefly interject in this episode of the How To Do Marketing Show to tell you about my bloody great marketing plan. But firstly, tell me if this sounds familiar. You are a passionate and ambitious small business owner. You bloody love being your own boss and you have some pretty grand plans for your business. But right now, you feel like your business is running you. You are working ridiculous hours. You can't stop thinking and worrying about how you will get more sales. And you are often overwhelmed when you think about all of the stuff that you're just not even getting to. This is not what you signed up for, right? A successful business to you is one where you have some choice and some flexibility. You have a good team of people to support you. You make a good wage and by God, do you earn a nice bloody profit because that's the reward for being in business. So there's a few core business functions that you will need to master in order to get to that spot. And one of those is marketing. In fact, in my experience, you're actually going to need a bloody great marketing plan to help you build that business dream. But it's got to be foolproof and it's got to be simple and easy to implement. You do not have time to faff about trying to understand complex and confusing jargon and malarkey. You've got a bloody business to run. So allow me to introduce my bloody great marketing plan. Simple, straightforward, no bullshit. And if you actually follow it, it will lead to that increase in your revenue that allows you to hire more staff, pay yourself well, and make a bloody beautiful profit. So if you want to start building that dream business of yours today by getting your own bloody great marketing plan into place, simply head to howtodomarketing.com.au forward slash my bloody great marketing plan. And now back to the show. Okay, 
So my key marketing priority, so that's product, place and price. Um, My key marketing priorities are to, one, tell more motivated micro and small business owners who are based regionally about the How to Do Marketing Academy. A big priority is to increase the awareness about our business and, and tell people how the academy and its products can benefit them first and foremost. As I said, we're a small business, we're a new business. So there's not a lot of people that know about us right now. Number two, another key priority is to differentiate myself and the How to Do Marketing Academy from the literally billions of other marketers that there are out there. Now, whilst the way that I teach marketing and and what I teach in my marketing programs is very, very different to a lot of the marketers (coughs) out there, um, you have a lot of people offering social media marketing um, courses and, and mine does, I mean, it includes a bit of social media marketing, but it's certainly not just about social media marketing. Um, but I also know that Hillary is not necessarily, at, you know, she just sees a lot of marketing, 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 marketing. Maybe she doesn't notice the difference between social media marketing versus, you know, putting together a market, a holistic marketing plan for your small business. So I've got to put myself in her shoes and realize that all she's probably seeing is marketing, 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 marketing. How am I actually going to make my you know, programs and my marketing stand out to her and um, and make her realise that, that this is a good fit for her. Number three, um, very, very, it is very, very important for us to build a community. Um, this year we're looking at building our Instagram followers and email subscribers. So when I first started um, Dragonfly and for the majority of the Dragonfly business, I focused on building um, community on Facebook um, and I didn't put a lot of um, effort into building my email subscribers at that point because we kind of always had, a, 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 I guess we were kind of always at capacity in terms of our marketing. So I used to just tick things along by building our social media communities on Facebook and LinkedIn, but things have changed and I think the business owner that we are targeting now is uh, more likely to be on Instagram. So um, Instagram and and email is where we're looking to build those communities. And number four, ultimately, we need to drive sales to meet our revenue goals, funnily enough. Um, And five, to help us meet our sales goals, we'll also need to find ways of driving existing and past clients to spread the word about us and to become our brand ambassadors. Um, so we have literally worked with hundreds of small businesses. Um, we've worked with them to put marketing plans together. We've worked with them on retainer. Um, and we've also had uh, quite a few businesses do some of our training programs. So how will we put um, some communications in place to, to really activate these guys to, to help spread the word? So for our promotion... When we are looking at the first step in the marketing ecosystem, in the marketing journey, increasing awareness, at a top level, what we're looking at doing there is some podcast outreach. And what that means is me just going and approaching a whole bunch of podcasts that I believe my Hillary listens to um, and pitching myself. 
um, to be interviewed or featured on those podcasts. We're also going to do the same with media and look for some opportunities to get in um, featured within media publications that us that that Hillary um, will read, um, and we'll also be using social media advertising. So for step two um, in the marketing journey in the marketing ecosystem, um, we are going to be looking at how we can differentiate ourselves and we are going to do that with the content on the How To Do Marketing Show, our podcast, this very podcast that you're listening to. Um, this is a great way for us to be able to demonstrate our expertise. Every episode that you listen to is a demonstration of kind of what we know or what we special, you know, specialize in, how we think about marketing, how we approach our marketing, etc. So that's something that can help people really engage with us, which is the next thing that we want them to do once they find out about us. Another way that we'll differentiate um, and we will continue to differentiate is by um, entering awards. So we've already won the Small Budget Marketing Award three times and I won the National Award for Certified Practicing Marketer of the Year. So not only winning those awards, but just making sure people know that, that we have won those awards because not every marketer who um, is out there selling programs has won um, awards. So that's a great way to differentiate us. We're also going to use our strategic partnerships and we have a strategic partnership with The Hunger Project. Um, so we will be communicating this and building community around that partnership and also our branding. So we always prioritise graphic design um, and that we make sure that every one of our touch points um, inspires um, I guess, uh, uh, Hillary to, to feel like she's energised when, when she sees the, the um, how to do marketing brand. So it's impactful, it stands out, it, it's really different from other marketers um, that might be competing in our space. So to build communities, we are going to be using social media advertising, and that's also something that can be done with podcast outreach. Um, so we'll just be really um, careful to make sure that we drive people to our communities when we're doing these activities. So, you know, inviting them to come and follow us on Instagram or to subscribe to our email database. And that's... And in terms of actually driving people to to our business, that's where we will. That's what we will be doing um, for those for those activities. Um, where in terms of conversion, there's a very very specific way um, to sell online programs, which I'm learning with Tina Tower at the moment. So what we have in place for our conversions. So this is. Um, you know, kind of step three in the marketing journey and in the marketing ecosystem is we have landing pages. So we spend days on our landing pages um, and a landing page is just a specific page on your website where you drive people to from social media or email or radio, wherever you're driving them from. 
Um, and these landing pages are designed to get them to take the next step that you want them to take. So that might, in your case, be to pick up the phone and give you a call. In my case, it's to um, send in an application, put themselves on the waiting list, um, or purchase one of the products. So my point of conversion is that landing page, and we, we're putting a lot of effort into creating those landing pages. We've got very specific measurement tools that actually analyse how people are interacting with those landing pages. Um, we're obviously looking at um, a lot of my uh, measurements, which I'll talk about in a minute, to make sure that you know people are landing on those pages um, and then that they are taking the next steps, and which is to put themselves on the waiting list or to, you know, perhaps they then go and sign up to the email database or whatever if they're not quite ready to, to purchase at that stage. And in terms of driving repeat sales and um, driving and, and motivating our brand ambassadors, um, this is primarily for us going to be done using email marketing. Email marketing is just such a powerful, powerful, powerful marketing tool. Um, you can achieve so many of your marketing objectives with it. It's grossly underutilized in small business and um yeah, you, you can be using email to, to drive sales, to drive repeat sales, and to also help inspire, increase engagement um, with your existing customers and previous customers. Okay, so that's what we're doing at a top level. In regards to measurements, so to measure uh, awareness activity, we're going to be looking at, um, so podcast outreach, we'll look at how many podcasts we've actually appeared on. For media outreach, we'll look at how many media stories we have secured. Um, now, because we keep a monthly tally of how many people we've seen on our social, have seen our social media content um, each month, and how much our communities have grown, how many people have visited our website, et cetera, we'll also be able to align any podcast media activity to spikes or troughs in our monthly numbers. Um, also, we can do things like offer a specific lead magnet for podcast appearances, and we can then notice how many specific downloads we get when podcast episodes are then aired. But um, this is how we measure a lot of stuff that's not directly kind of measurable because you don't have control of the, um, the metrics and the insights. So for podcasts, when you're on somebody else's podcast, um, you, can't, you don't have access to their podcast download numbers or their insights. Um, and similarly, when you appear in Inside Small Business or whatever your article appears there, you don't have the access to the Inside Small Business numbers um, for how many people read that article. But what we can look at is when that article was published over the next couple of weeks, when people would have been clicking on that, um, have you noticed a spike in traffic to your website? Like when you actually put your little, um, we always put a, a call to action at the bottom of each of our articles that we contribute that drives people to our Instagram or our website or wherever. So then we go and measure that. Did people actually come and visit our Instagram as a result or our website? 
Um, so we can measure it that way. We do the same with clients, like if they've got radio campaigns that they're running or if they're specifically running a, a you know, a big campaign um, to drive a certain outcome um, throughout the year, we can then measure um, so if they're using TV and radio and all of that sort of stuff, we can then measure. It's very hard to, to kind of get those metrics, how many people have seen your ad, how many people have listened to your ad, but we can just see on, on the website as well as Google My Business if there's been a spike in activity there. So we'll be doing that. Social media advertising, look, the metrics are all handed to you on a platter there. So we can see how many people saw our ad, how many people engaged, how many people acted on it, et cetera. And obviously, I can measure my episode downloads. I can measure all the activity based on my podcast. Um, there's some great insights available there. Um, and another measurement that I look at there too, which is fantastic, is I, uh, I gauge the enthusiasm for marketing topics by how many people downloaded the episode. So I go through my list of podcast um, episodes all the time to see where the most popular content is, what people are most interested in, um, and then that allows me to make decisions about perhaps course content that I want to include, um, future articles, future podcasts, um, and those sorts of things. Um, now, how we'll measure our differentiation, our third key priority. Um, this is obviously a softer marketing and brand objective that can be hard to measure. Um, and it's even though it's hard, it's not impossible. So this is around kind of understanding how you're perceived. So sometimes your customers might not even consciously know why they think you are different to the next business or maybe why they chose you in the first place. But there are some still things that we can, we can measure. So something that we will always do is ask about people how they found us um, or, you know, why they chose to work with us, especially when they've gone to two or three different marketers. And often this will be a differentiator reason. So it might be, oh, I've just been listening to your podcast for ages and you seem to really know what you're talking about. Or it could be, I just really love that you focus on regional Australia or, you know, I love your energy or I was attracted by your brand or, you know, I love the videos that you do. All of that stuff is really, really deliberate and it's always that that brings people in. When they can actually articulate why they chose us, it's generally because we're doing something that's different or that's attracted their attention with uh, marketing. So we'll be looking at our website analytics. Um, so we tend to measure broad awareness marketing activity by looking to see how it affects our, our monthly marketing results, as I explained. And, and as I said, website analytics is such a good measurement of this. So any spikes or troughs, we look at why. Um, we look at trending data over the years, like is April always a really busy month? Um, and if it is, why then is this April down? Or, you know, anything like that that, that we might be able to kind of um, attribute to, to a, particularly a particular marketing activity. Um, we look at, you know, seasonal external factors like Christmas, um, or dare I say COVID, 
And if it's a peak, where has the website traffic filtered out to on our site? So like where are people coming and looking? If, if we've had more website traffic than, than normal, is it, you know, because people have listened to podcast episodes or, or there's been a really good blog post that people have really grabbed onto? Is it the landing page? Like have we been running a campaign that drives people to the landing page? Um, there's just so much that your website analytics and we use Google Analytics can tell you um, about your business. But it's it's not just in that month. We collect our data so that we can see it month on month so that we can actually see, as I said, peaks and troughs and what's happening. And then you want, it's great to be able to, to compare that data year on year as well. And there's lots of um, marketing software and things that you can use to do that. They're really expensive um, for the ones that will take like take in all of your data points. So Google My Business and Google Analytics and TripAdvisor and da 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 da. Very expensive. Um, so we don't pay for it. We we just have an Excel spreadsheet and do it manually, just really simply. It, it honestly does not need to be rocket science. It's numbers. So there you have it. That is our marketing plan. That's what we're looking to achieve at a bare minimum this year. As I said, I was not never going to sit there and um, run through every Instagram post that we'll be doing over the next 12 months. But at a top level, that's our focus based on our business objectives. So um, I'll put a note in my diary to, at the end of the year, give you a recap um, and let you know how we have gone achieving our business objective because at the end of the day, that's exactly what that marketing has been put there to do. So I hope that this has given you a bit of uh, insight into, you know, how to really simply plan your marketing. As you can see, we did not have a long list of channels um, or activities there, but it's very considered um, and the channels that we have chosen, we will be doing our very best work with. Okay, well, hopefully that has helped. And uh, as always, if you have any questions, you can drop me a line at jane at dragonflymarketing.com.au or head over to our Instagram at How to Do Marketing Academy. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of the How to Do Marketing Show. I really do enjoy bringing you these episodes and I hope that you get a lot from them. If you would like to receive even more marketing musings from myself and my team, be sure to head to howtodomarketing.com.au and subscribe to our email. And if you want to move closer to your dream business by creating your own bloody great marketing plan for 2022, head on over to howtodomarketing.com.au forward slash my bloody great marketing plan. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 